Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And we have a great topic for you today and tomorrow. It is your 2023 Realtor Success Guide. And this is a tested and proven system that, frankly, we've been using with all of our top clients for years. And by top clients, I mean, these are people that started with Julie and I as personal clients, maybe 10, 15, some cases 20 years ago, uh, when they were selling no houses per year. That's true. (laughs) And some of them are selling over a thousand homes per year. So let's just assume that this plan will work for you. And it works in all price ranges and all market conditions, no matter what your sales experience is, no matter what your sales background experience is, this will be something that will give you guys a real sense of direction for at least the next year. But before we get to point number one, I wanted to thank all of you for the really wonderful comments you've been making and Instagram and texting and, and all the rest of it. Uh, Zoe, our beautiful little girl, had her tonsils out yesterday. And I have to say it was far more traumatic for Julie and I than it was for her. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> she just bounced right back, wanted to play. She would have gone all night, but I put her in bed at about 10 o'clock last night after a very, very long day, especially for her. So yes, thank you for all of your generosity and your kind words and checking on her. We very much appreciate it. And she is in really great shape. She is. And she's back to full sass as of this morning. <laughs> yes, sassafras, her yes, nickname. Yes, exactly. Well, so again, thank you for all of you. It's very sweet of you for so many, so many of you were sharing your own stories from your kids having tonsils out, or I had a few people tell me stories about when they had their tonsils out, but yes, she's on the mend and, uh, you know. That's again something that was not we were we had to avoid that for almost nine years. Yes, the doctors told us we had to have it done, and we were trying everything possible to hopefully have her outgrow it. But it didn't happen, and her strep throat was getting worse. So those of you with kids, those of you who have kids who have a chronic strep throat, we feel you. And uh, let me tell you, your short path is just getting the tonsils out sooner. Yes, which we probably definitely should have done, being that her surgeon said that in his 30 years, can you imagine 30 years of taking kids' tonsils? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of experience there, and it definitely showed. He said that he only had a handful of cases where it didn't make night and day difference. So for any of you who are struggling with that, that is our experience. There you go. So we are focusing today and tomorrow on helping you guys have massive mo- uh, momentum rolling into the new year. That's right. So there are always business plans floating around. You guys know about our real estate treasure map. If you don't, we'll talk about that in a second. But the difference between somebody being successful and not is not just having the plan. It is using the plan. And that's what we're talking about on this next two-part series. Here's the question. And those of you who take notes, start writing things down. Have you actually decided and made the commitment to making this your best year ever? Have you defined what that actually means? Are you going to be in control of your results this year or just see how it goes? This podcast is all about setting yourself up for success. It's about taking control in a systematic and predictable way so that you can achieve the results that you desire. And as always, we're here to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. Get into those good habits now so you won't be playing catch up next year or next quarter. 
We'll discuss just how to do that again on this two-part podcast. So first of all, this is obviously going to be a couple days where we're going to focus a lot on goal setting and things like that. And the real estate treasure map is something we're going to give to all of you guys. It's our fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. I want to start out by saying this because this is oftentimes, um, you know, this time of year is the time of year where everyone sets new goals. But a lot of people, especially as they get older, have a tendency, and by older, I don't mean like, you know, 80. By older, I mean like even 30. I noticed a lot of people stop being so ambitious with their goal setting. They start setting smaller goals or not setting goals at all. There's actually kind of shocks me. They'll actually say, oh, I'm not a goal setter. That's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say that. And I often wonder why that is. And I think I know it's because they set goals in the past and they didn't accomplish them and they didn't want to set themselves up this year for being disappointed with what they didn't do in the past. Well, I'm going to give you guys permission to forgive yourself on that if you need it from me by simply saying this. A goal is a dream with an action plan. And if you don't have the action plan following the goal, you've kind of doomed the, you know, the fate of that goal. So if you say, for example, I want to save, you know, $10 or a hundred thousand or a million or whatever it is, or I want to lose 20 pounds. If you don't create an actual drilled down plan, drilled down to the sense that it tells you what exactly you're supposed to be doing every single day, where you've kind of designed in accountability, the probability of you accomplishing that goal is about zero. And I'll tell you another reason we see a lot of people fail at goal setting. So not only do they not set goals, that would be number one. Number two would be they don't create action plans behind the goals. And number three, they set too many goals. Guys, there's no way that you can accomplish that many things at a very high level. So when you're going through the, the this uh, show and tomorrow's and you're creating your own plan through your real estate treasure map, again, we're going to give that to you guys for free. I want you to be making sure you don't set too many goals because it'll be distracting. So ultimately, if you set, for example, you're wanting to write down a bunch of financial goals, the reason in the treasure map we want you focusing on the real estate magic number, which is the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals, the reason we want you focusing on that number is because it's easier than focusing on a billion different little things that would be maybe taking you off target. You guys understand? If you don't, you will at the end of these two days of uh, you know talking about goals and goal setting and making 2023 your best year ever. Now, let me throw this in there too. Mm-hmm. Every year, not just this year, (laughs) every year, there are headwinds, a lot of mindset, emotional, and sometimes financial headwinds where people are giving themselves permission to think smaller or, as Julie said, not setting goals at all. You got to be super careful that you do not fall prey to this. And this is kind of an, I don't know, call it a philosophical perspective, but the greatest fortunes of man, and man obviously includes women, have always been made during the greatest times of change. And we've been saying that, well, Julie and I have been saying that, and frankly living that for our entire 30 years of being married, 31 actually. But this is one of those times when there is a massive amount of change that's happening. And I'm not just talking about social change. I'm talking about economic change, political change all kinds of things. And so during these times of change, you have the opportunity to actually create more, I mean, you know, help more people and create more wealth for yourself, more financial freedom for yourself, which is really what the whole point of wealth is in the first place. Uh, Then you ever have, say, for example, during the really quote unquote good times. So the greatest fortunes of man have always been made during the greatest times of change. So you are, believe it or not, in the right place at the right time, despite what the news might be telling you. So If you're feeling like you need to have lowered expectations for 2023, maybe really question who you're listening to, what you're allowing to uh, influence you in a negative way, where you're going for advice, who you're listening to as far as, you know, other people that you thought were ambitious, but it turns out that they're not. Surround yourself virtually or in real life with people who are like what you want to become, and they will, you know, almost by accident, pull you up to where you want to be. 
That's right. And our overarching theme here of this first part of the podcast is to accept and embrace that accountability. There's that word. So point number one, personal accountability. We're also going to talk about visual accountability and we'll move on from there. But personal accountability, everyone says that they want it, yet most people spend large amount of times of their mental and emotional energy avoiding it. The definition of accountability is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. What is your level of willingness to be responsible for your own outcome next month, next quarter, and next year? It's time to own your goals for this year. This assumes that you've worked on what you want this year, how you're going to accomplish this. This is what Tim was just talking about, goal setting and having a plan, and why this is important to you. If you've not yet done that, it's time to complete your real estate treasure map. If you have already done that, as almost all of our coaching members have, the next question, of course, is are you following it? Well, so if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's what Julie just said. If it's up, to, if it's meant to be, it's up to me, number one. And number two is take ultimate accountability for everything that happens in your life. If anything has happened good in your life, you know, take responsibility for it. Anything that's happened bad, take ultimate responsibility for it. The soon as you start, as soon as you get suckered into believing that it's some external thing that caused you not to accomplish your particular goal, then you lose because then you're just going to become essentially someone that doesn't take ultimate responsibility. The extreme example I've given on this podcast, which I know resonates with a lot of you, just to really make the point. And by the way, Julie and I have learned these philosophies from some of our friends that are um, we're special forces, Navy SEALs guys, and also books we've read. And this is a you know recurring theme with anybody that accomplishes great things in life. They accept ultimate responsibility. So you're driving your car to the parking lot today. You park your car safely in between the painted lines and you're walking into the store. When you come out of the store, it turns out that somebody who wasn't there when you got there pulled in and accidentally, you know, hit your car. So you now are dealing with a car that's damaged. You are now having to deal with insurance claims and, you know, somebody who probably wants to take response, doesn't want to take responsibility for the fact that they just hit your car. It's just a big emotional quagmire. And you now are feeling like a victim. After all, someone hit your car. Somebody did something to you. You are the victim. You guys get it? Whereas what somebody who is wanting to take ultimate responsibility for their lives, and this is an extreme example, I get it, is saying to themselves, you know what? I chose to go to the store at this time. I chose to park in this spot. I chose, I chose. In other words, they put themselves in that position where something bad happened to them, even if the thing that happened to them uh, wasn't in their control. That is the different, that's a different mindset than frankly what a lot of people culturally um, are elite being led to believe they should have. Right now, everybody wants to believe something is done to them. And if you start with the something is being done to me mindset, you will never actually transcend your current state because you'll always be feeling like a victim. A lot of people make money off a lot of people feeling like they're victims. A lot of people amass power for making people feel like they're victims. Don't be like that. Be somebody that actually takes ultimate responsibility for all the good and all the bad that happens in your life. Yeah, and it also simplifies things greatly if you just point the finger back at yourself. It's, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So we've been talking about the treasure map. Again, if you have already done that, make sure you're following it. If you haven't, here's why it matters. Using the treasure map, you're going to discover your financial, physical, educational, spiritual, and family goals. It's not just about how many houses you'll sell. It's about the things driving you to sell them. You're going to create your ideal daily schedule, including the most dollar-productive, profit-driven actions. You'll understand lead generation and create your own lead generation plan, and you'll know exactly what to do daily to meet or exceed your goals. And what happens is this takes the guesswork out of your activities. 
it builds the accumulation effect in your favor and it reduces stress. So that's, I know, all important to all of our listeners. And I'm going to skip that next little section and go to the second part, which is visual accountability. Again, today's podcast is all about accountability. So this is point two. Point number two. Thank you. In addition, this is visual accountability. In addition to your letter to yourself and your work in your treasure map, it's time to get even more serious about accountability. In the treasure map, as well as the Harris Rules book, we discuss the effectiveness of visual accountability and how to show you how to utilize and show you how to utilize your whiteboards. Our coaching members update their whiteboards daily to stay on track or ahead of their goals. All right, so we're talking about two different sets of whiteboards, and you guys will understand more of this when we get in, when you read. Frankly, it's part of the real estate treasure map, uh, but it's also in our book Harris Rules. So the whiteboards, Julie's about to explain to you from the you know running of your business perspective, but the goals obviously will go on a different board as well. And we did do a podcast just yesterday mm-hmm. on essentially setting up your dream boards, your goal board. So if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to it, Julie. You you did skip over something I thought was really good. This point, no, 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 it was the, the one, that, that one. I wanted to make sure that still worked first. Oh, okay. Well, let me share it with them and they can test it okay. for us, okay? There's a really cool site that's called futureme.org where you write a letter to your future self. I'm 99% sure that still okay. works. And there's a lot of our friends that use it where you're writing, uh, you know, basically a, a letter to yourself that then is emailed, let's say on January 1st, back to you where you're kind of just sharing your intimate thoughts about where you were in life 12 months from now. One of the ways that Julie and I have positioned people uh, when they're trying to think of what their goals are is this little story. And and I actually would love to have this be a reality. It would be a dream for us to have all of you. Now, granted, there's probably 15,000 of you listening right now. So maybe that's not a good goal to have after all. (laughs) Because what if we become really good at accomplishing goals and this actually happens? Careful what you wish for. Right. But here's the visual. So Julie and I are sitting on the beach with you. And we're in, the, in Puerto Rico. We live in Dorado, Puerto Rico. So we're sitting on the beach in Dorado, Puerto Rico. And we're all very relaxed. And we're celebrating. And this is happening, by the way. We're doing this in basically three weeks. The first, second week of January, you're coming to visit with Julie and I in uh, Puerto Rico. We're sitting on the beach. And I'm going to ask you this one question. I'm going to say, what are the three to five things that you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months? Now, if you've been tuned into us or a coaching client or whatever, you're going to have some very specific Uh, goals, because you're going to know I was going to ask you that question, right? So what are the three to five things? Now, maybe you come up with two things, and there are things that are really important to you, and you really absolutely did a fantastic job accomplishing those two things. That's amazing. Good job. Maybe it's five things. Maybe it's six things. You guys get the point. But they're very clearly defined things. Now, if you are new to us and you aren't uh, essentially thinking like this, you're or hadn't been sharing our bandwidth for the last 100 years, listening to our podcast and whatnot, I ask you that question, you're not going to have a defined answer. You're going to be a little bit all over the place, but really the answer is going to be, I didn't really have any goals that I accomplished or I set some, but I sort of forgot about them throughout the year. I want you to think about that because here's the question I'm going to have for you. 12 months from now, it's the beginning of 2024, which seems like a million years from now. It does. That just sounds funny, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. So 12 months from now, the beginning of 2024, Thanks. I'm going to ask you the same question. We're back on the same beach. You're sitting in the same beach chair, right? You're maybe even having the same pina colada or water or whatever it is. 
and we're enjoying the beautiful waves and the kids playing on the beach and all the rest of it. And I'm and, sitting in my chair in shock that our kid's going to be 10. Yeah, exactly. And I ask you the same question. What is it that you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months? What are the three to five things that you've accomplished in the last 12 months that you're most proud of? Now, because you listened to this podcast and you completed your real estate treasure map, you're going to have anticipated the question, but you're also going to have been thinking like that for the last 12 months, and you'll have been holding yourself accountable to what those three to five things are, and you're going to have lots of things to be proud of. That is the difference, and if you don't set your own GPS towards the accomplishment of those three to five things, then what's going to happen is ultimately other people will do it for you. Your kids, frankly, your spouse, um, you know, you might get suckered into politics, you might get all, all of a sudden you're now championing somebody else's cause, you know, in any way. And all of a sudden people are essentially stealing what would have been your life energy for their particular agendas. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, there's a saying about that, right? Which is if you are not in control of your destiny, someone or something else always will be mm -hmm. because you'll be subject to that. And by the way, people want you not to be in control of your own destiny so they can control your destiny. So you become essentially pawns on their chessboards. And if you think I'm being a little bit critical of, you know, what I just said, it's still true. And I want you to think about that. If you're not living, if you're not, you know, operating off your own GPS, then you're operating off somebody else's. You just might not know it. You're, you're essentially true. carrying the water for somebody else. You just might not know it. And it might be multiple people. So decide for yourself, what are those three to five things you want to be most proud of in 12 months? And they have to be drilled down. They have to not, they can't be opaque. Or they can't be sort of like amoebas things. They have to be very specific things. I want to make, I want to be more spiritual. I can't, there's no way to actually validate that, right? I get it. Where's the accountability in that? Right. I get it. That's important. I totally and completely understand. But if you say, for example, I want to, you know, save $100,000. Well, that's pretty black and white, isn't and it? And by when and how will you go about doing it? Exactly. So we've been talking a lot about the treasure map. If you guys don't have it yet... The easy way to do that is to simply text the word PREMIER, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, -E -E to 47372, and you're going to get that right away. If you're nodding your head and saying, yes, I need to do that, yes, I, I've been kind of wishy-washy on my goals, but I don't know where to start, well, that's in large part what the treasure map is for, to walk you through that process. So when you text the word PREMIER to 47372, that does give you free uh, membership to the first level of PREMIER Coaching. And PREMIER Coaching is our PREMIER Coaching program. And yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. PREMIER Coaching, when you log in, you're going to see the treasure map. Download that first. And guys, it's not some light, lightweight you know, one-pager. Make sure you have a ream of paper because it's 63 pages. Now, a lot of it's explaining things and helping you put your thoughts together to create your treasure map. Half of it maybe is the actual filling in the blank of the treasure map, but definitely download that. Do it first. You're going to feel so much better after you get that done. This is the time of year when people frankly ruin their holidays and their days off <laughs> yeah. because they start having real estate night sweats because they're worried about like, how am I going to create my business next year? Mm -hmm. Where's my, where are my deals going to come from? All those questions are answered or frankly are within you and they're going to be answered and written down in the treasure map. So text the word premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. That's right. So we talked about your dream board. Some of you call that your vision board. And Tim mentioned that we did a podcast not so far in the past about that. So that's one board. That's your goals. That's pictures of things that you want to do, be, see, and have. And again, the treasure map will help you help you with that. But then your other whiteboards or wipe-off boards will track the very specific things in your business, which are your profit. How do you know if you're on track or ahead or behind? Here's what you're going to track. Leads who meet the criteria that we teach in coaching. We're not doing that on the podcast. 
but there's a difference between an impression, a lead, and a client. Let's define that just for the sake a of basically bit. helping these guys, sure. okay? So I was watching something the other day where someone was talking about all the time they spent creating YouTube shorts, which is a worthwhile thing to do, provided you're doing proactive lead generation. And if you want to do the more experimental passive lead generation after you've gotten good at the proactive lead generation, go for it. Well, so the person interviewing this agent who was talking about all of her great YouTube shorts asked how many leads she created in the last 12 months from her YouTube shorts. Leads, guys, not closings, just leads. The answer was 20. 20 leads. How much time had she invested in all those YouTube videos? And now here's the thing. A lot of you are going to rationalize it. Well, those YouTube videos will live forever. Lead generate. If those YouTube videos did not lead generate more than 20 videos in the last 12 months, what well, makes you think they're going to develop or generate any more leads going forward? This is what we talk about when we say the difference between what Julie and I coach you guys towards and what, frankly, everyone else is coaching you towards. We want you to learn how to be a proactive lead generator. We want you to learn how to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Have that become your, frankly, the way you exist on planet Earth because then you will accomplish more things in a more profound way. Look, it's there's no flashbang easy button. That is a lie. And if you think creating a bunch of social media is going to basically get you there, it is not, and that's the reason we always want you to do the proactive lead generation first, the actual communication with actual people who actually want to do a deal <laughs> right. versus creating videos. Now, again, I want to just drill down on this one thing because it's going to be tracked. A lead is useless. It has zero value. And if you want to create 20 leads, if you want to do it in about probably three hours with virtually no effort by comparison to creating, say, for example, you know, 20 or 30 videos, here's how you do it. Do an open house. Yes. That's do an open you, house correctly. Yeah. Follow our open house plan and do an open house. You want to create, create a ton of leads, do a ton of open houses. And I, that's not the whole, you know, obviously that's not our primary well, there's a system to it. Of course, that's not a primary spoke in our coaching program. But if you guys were to start doing open houses every single, you know, whatever day is appropriate in your market, Saturday or Sunday, or maybe both, you will not have a problem ever, ever, ever with leads. So the belief that leads are scarce is a lie. And it's a lie that a lot of you guys have been led to believe by all the people that sell. Guess what? Leads. If you want leads, do open houses. If you want leads, take a listing. Once you have a listing, and this is, you know, I don't mean this literally, <laughs> you have to beat the buyers off with a <laughs> stick. And it does not matter what the interest rates are, or what the market is doing. There will always be buyers for listings. Be really clear in your head. Stop thinking leads are scarce. They're not. There's an abundance of leads at all times in every market. 1,000%. So the leads that you'll be tracking are the ones that follow criteria like they're communicating with you. You've put them through the pre-qualification scripts. You're not talking to another agent. They have realistic expectations. They're either all cash and can prove it or they're talking to a lender. pre Those them. types of things. But okay. most, most important, when a lead shows up in your life as a buyer, make sure you use our script. To You'll discover that most of them are sellers. You're going to find out very quickly, depending on the price point of what they were calling on or walked into if you're doing an open house, you'll quickly discover a lot of the people that show up looking for a house because they're interested in buying it have one or two or three properties to sell. Absolutely. Okay. So you're going to track all that on a board. Then the next board is your magic number of active listings. That's the number of listings you must have active in your own inventory at all times to meet or exceed your monthly production goals. Again, something that is highly drilled down upon in the treasure map. Then you're going to be tracking your buyers. Now, most notably your buyers who are also your listing clients and you can track, you know, the ones that you refer to your buyer partners, but you do want to keep track of your really good buyers. All right. Then you have your pending listings and closings. So you know what's closing when, and, and we drill down, not just throwing up the address on a board, but exactly how to do this. That's a coaching module. And I think we did a podcast on that too. 
And then of course your closed transactions you're tracking. So if your goal is to do 25 transactions this year, you're gonna write on a board one through 25 and you're gonna track whether you're on track ahead or behind depending on where you are in the year. This works, and we've talked about this so many times. That's awesome. This whole visual accountability work thing works so well, it's almost uncanny. And I don't want to get all woo-woo about why that might be, it's but like, it absolutely works. It's, it's psyops on yourself. It's psychological warfare on yourself. <laughs> thousand well, percent. I'll tell that story, right? Sure. So we got hired to coach a gal who actually, it was the, I don't think I've ever said this before, but her son actually hired us. It was a gal whose son was going to take over her real estate business. And he hired us to basically coach his mom because she, and now they had a really nice sale price. So keep that in mind. She was selling 25 houses year in and year out. And they're almost all listings. It sounds awesome, right? But only 25, right? Only 25 never could break through and just believe that that believe that that's all she was able to do. Felt stuck. Just thought, you know, whatever. She had all these beliefs about herself that really weren't true. So here's the essence of what we had her do. We, and she was using dry erase boards. We had her, um, show us a picture of her dry erase board and it said listings. And you guys are going to figure this out because it's quite amazing. Her listings board was permanently, she had somebody professionally make it so that it was like permanently numbered one through 25, right? So she essentially every year was setting herself up to only, um, sell 25 listings basically based off what the dryer board, uh, dry erase board said. So we had her throw that dry erase board out. And we had her create a new one that said one through 50. And guess what she did in the first 12 months? Soon as she basically had the visual accountability of selling uh, 50 listings. And obviously they did a ton of buyer sides off that as well. That's the power of visual accountability that you will not get with a CRM, that you will not get with really any sort of online. Exactly. You have to have dry erase boards. That way when you walk into your office environment, assuming you have one, you're going to be surrounded by what you've done, but also what you need to do. And I remember she told this story that when she would walk into her office, when she had only to sell 25 units to accomplish her goal, she'd look at the board and maybe it was say June and she already had 15 that were sold. Well, she'd think, well, I can kind of coast for the next six months. And she did, she did subconsciously. She wasn't actually, you know, saying I'm not going to work hard. She just didn't work as hard subconsciously. Well, cause she felt on track all the time. Totally. And she was, cause yeah, it was easy for her. For that goal. Exactly. That's right. But with 50, she said she'd walk into the office and she'd see she had a lot more to sell and she drilled down. Now what does drilled down mean? She did better jobs pre-qualifying. She was quicker when she was doing lead follow-up. She closed a little harder when she was talking to the seller to the buyer. More she, urgent. She did her job at a higher level. She did more homework on a particular client before meeting with them, prepared herself so that she could actually help them at a higher level. That's the difference. And when she lost the pressure because she knew she was going to exceed her financial goal from having sold her 25 listings, well, you guys can see what happens. It is that simple. That's the reason external accountability works. Now, she was combining a dry erase board with a coach. That certainly helped as well. But ultimately, the dry erase board and just that little mind trick definitely works. Well, as a coach, I have to say, I truly think of the whiteboards as my accountability partner, like co-pilot. Mm-hmm. And I know the other coaches think that as well, because that that's some, you know, that's some obvious accountability. You walk into your office, you're tracking your boards. And it, what's funny is, it, the boards will tell you exactly what to do. Maybe last month you did have a bunch of listings, but now they're all on the pending board. And now you've got all this white space in your listing board. Well, it tells the, you what to do. Right. It's the magic number, what Julie just said. And again, the output of completing the real estate treasure map is going to be how many listings you have at all times to meet or exceed your goals. Now, I want you guys to visualize this. 
there's kind of layers to all this, right? So your real estate treasure map is taking all your business, personal, professional, financial goals, and it's essentially encompassing it in what amounts to one number. Some of you are sort of addicted to this idea that you focus on one thing. What's your one thing? What's your mm -hmm. big why? Well, we've made it very easy for you. That is your real estate magic number, the number of listings you need at all times. Because you will know based on your own plan, not something that we made for you, but this is something you made for yourself. You will know exactly how many listings you need at all times. You will know very formulatically how many of those listings will sell on average per month. And based on the average commission, you know exactly how much money you're going to be earning. Not exactly, but you'll know pretty closely how much you're going to be earning every month and every year. And then guys, you can reverse engineer it and you will exceed all your financial goals. That is how you do it. And by the way, the first line item of every paycheck you ever earn, as long as you're associated with us, is going to be profit. You're always going to pay yourself first. One of the big sins of real estate or really any business is essentially just hoping and praying there's profit left over at the end of the day. It never works like that. If you don't believe me, look at all the people and all the businesses that are essentially in a quagmire because of the recession, because they were not financially prepared, especially in our industry for what's happening now. Yeah. And agents will actually say that to you when you ask them maybe on a coaching intake call or something like that. How, you know, tell me about your savings. Well, I just save whatever's left at the end of the month. That's not a plan. That's like what you do mowing lawns in high school, right? We wouldn't have saved any money if we didn't force ourselves to buy buying uh, rentals. Absolutely. We, we know this have. because, you know, we did the same forced savings. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's, that's, that was Julie and I's hack. Yeah, I mean, we just kept ourselves in contract. We still do it to some extent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we keep ourselves financially obligated to pay for something in the future that has negative, you know, basically has a cost to it if we don't perform. So one of the things we did, and I'll tell you, there was maybe 18 months when we were in our 20s where we stopped doing this, maybe it was our early 30s, uh, and we didn't actually start holding ourselves accountable like this, and we stopped buying rental properties, and even though we'd sell more units and make more money, our net worth didn't increase. We were actually being uh, manipulated to not focus on what our particular goals were. That's when Julie and I started building our team and worrying about our branding and our logo. We did all that. That's why we know ultimately where that leads you guys. And our experience is mirrored in the experience at this point of hundreds of thousands of other agents that we've been blessed to coach over these you know, past 25 years that you, you and well, I have been in the real estate coaching right. business. I think when you're feeding the machine more than you're feeding yourself and your family, that's when you've got to really take a good look at what's going on. Okay, so point number three, again, today's podcast is all about accountability. Practice internal accountability as if it's external accountability. And what is the difference? So let me sort of paint a picture here, okay? Ever wondered why it is that your mobile phone is always paid and you always have gas in your car and food to eat? Well, those are examples of external accountability. In other words, something bad is going to happen if you don't cover those items. You would never miss those payments, would you? Even in the tightest month, you always find a way to pay those bills. Well, internal accountability is different. It's more challenging. Everyone says they have a goal of saving more money and paying off some consumer debt, and yet it's a struggle to move the needle on those goals for most people. This is because nothing immediately bad happens if you don't do it. You could go years without increasing your savings. What would happen if you were sent a bill every month to pay money into your savings? And if you didn't do it, you'd lose your real estate license or something else painful enough that you take it as seriously as you do external accountability, like having your phone turned off for non-payment. So to accomplish those goals that are more elusive because they simply are up to you to do, remember if it's meant to be, it's up to me, you must start practicing internal accountability as seriously as external accountability. So take, for example, the average agent 
who must earn, we're keeping the math simple here, so adjust based on your situation and your price range and your commissions and all that. So take, for example, the average agent who must earn $5,000 per month to cover their part of the household bills, like a house payment, car payment, rent, gas, groceries, and of course their mobile phone. Everyone who survives more than 12 months in real estate somehow miraculously figures out how to do that. Now that same agent who has completed their treasure map knows that they must earn 15000 per month to meet or exceed their goals. And strangely, it's almost always three times what their survival money is. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you said 15000 but even to this day, most people, when I have conversations with them, like people in our EXP group, yep. it, the number is usually less than 10000 I find that very sure. common that most people, unless you're... To move the needle, you mean. Right. Well, yes, but... I see your point, but most people's actual financial needs to pay their house payments and their car payments and all the rest of it is usually around 7,500. That's what a deal. Yeah. That's what I found. Most people can do quite well on a deal. That's why you see a lot of people doing essentially exactly what they mean. This is Julie's point. Most Mm -hmm. people earn exactly what they need to earn to pay their bills. That way they can, you know, keep their lights on their cell phone payments made and their food in their belly. But that's pretty much what they're doing. And that's all they do. And that's the reason most people never save. And they also underestimate certain expenses too. For example, taxes and property taxes and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Real estate treasure map helps you go through all that and then helps to give you a number. And once you have that number, you divide it by the average commission in your marketplace. And that actually gives you the actual output of how many listings you need at all times. It's really not more difficult than that. Now, here's where the magic happens. Remember, we're comparing, you know, things that happen to you. You're not going to skip a month of your, you know, your mobile phone because they will turn it off versus things you're accountable for. So here's what happens. The magic happens when that same agent where they have to take 5000 a month to keep the lights on takes that 15000 with all of their goals embedded in there as seriously as they do the five grand that's required to just pay their basic bills. In other words, that fifteen grand has to be made every month no matter what, just as surely as the survival money was made. That's a leap in accountability. That's how you meet and exceed your goals. Of course, adjust accordingly using your own financial situation, and the treasure map will help you figure that out. I remember distinctly when we figured that out. When we were going through that, okay, you know, we figured out how to essentially make a living in real estate, but in order to actually do BC and have the things that we wouldn't have called it the treasure map back then because we didn't have the benefit of coaching, but that's what, you know, things that we wanted to do to cover your taxes, to beef up your savings, to pay off debt. At the time we had some student loan debt and to pay all of your bills. It's about three times what you think it is. Well, that's the reason we hacked it, right? I mean, that's the reason you and I were putting ourselves in contract where we would lose the earnest money if we didn't close. Exactly. You know, we did that for a long time and thank God we did. Mm -hmm. And we then started doing that in other forms as well. Mm -hmm. Here's the interesting fallacy as you were reading that last point in particular, how many agents were listening to what you were saying, thinking that the only way they'll ever get rich and your our definition of rich, which you guys should adapt uh, is rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money, right? Where you wake up every single uh, morning and you have enough money coming in to meet or exceed your financial goals. In other words, your treasure map number is actually being taken care of by passive income. The only way you ever have that passive income is by having a lot of profit in your real estate business mm-hmm. and frankly, EXP Realty revenue share so that that money then can be reinvested. And there are so many great ways to reinvest money. Julie and I got invited to invest in a hotel casino on the coast in Puerto Rico today, which is kind of interesting. So there's so many different places. Now that's more risky. And frankly, I don't know if we'll do it, but we have frankly always an appetite for single family homes yes. and small multifamily homes. We hardly ever say no to those when the numbers make sense. 
because that always that's essentially long-term wealth building. Now, I'm going to tell you something else I was thinking when you were talking. Mm-hmm. You and I have explored this many, many times, and you actually, I'm hoping you can remember this because I don't remember the details, but there's been different studies that have shown that people have an absolute inability to see themselves in the future, right? Yes. So can you explain that? That's right. I think I originally read that in something like Psychology Today, or and there's been several different reports on this where if you're asking someone to paint me a picture five years, three, even a couple of years in the future, what happens in your brain is literally, and they, they talk very nerdily about this, but it is it looks in your brain the same pattern as if you are asked to describe a stranger. Hmm. Like the future you registers in your own mind like somebody you don't even really know. So it's very hard to have that visualization. And that's why you have to have what you're calling, you know, that's the hack to it. You have to have some forced accountability. So it's almost not entirely up to you. So for example, you can set up, you know, in the treasure map we talk about at a minimum, every agent from the first deal that you do, socking away 10% off the top, right? So you can set up lots of different ways through your bank, through your transfers, through EXP as a way of doing this. You can send 10% to an account before you even see it. You can set that up so that it's not, that money isn't in play. We talk about not commingling your savings with your alleged tax savings, so all that kind of thing. The point is, is that it's, there's a disassociation with you in the future. And it's fascinating if you actually try to paint a visualization of yourself in the, or you know, see a vision of yourself in the future, it's almost impossible. And that's very, it's interesting. So it there must be some sort of phil- uh, physiological reason why we can't push ourselves into the future. Probably- I think it was survival, right? Well, because you have to, to look with- moment to moment so that nothing ate you back in the caveman days. That's what has to be. It has to be because we're all designed just to think about our next meal. Make it to next month. (laughs) Exactly. Or it may be next week, right? Or maybe dinner. So that has to be what it is. But it really doesn't matter. Just assume that you are equally flawed as everyone and have an innate inability to save money. And then you have to put these hacks in place. I use the word hacks just because I think everyone kind of understands what I'm trying to say. You have to build and compensate for where you're naturally going to be weak. And we're all weak in the same way. And, it, I and you're go- not going to overcome it. It's not your right. fault. Your physiology is stronger than your desires. Obviously, otherwise we would all have all the money saved in the world. Most we would already pe- be working. Well, most people earn, just going back to something we were sure. just talking about, most people will earn exactly the amount of money that they need to have financial security for maybe another 60 days. 60 days tops. It, exactly. Yeah. And look at your, if you guys have teams or buyer's agents in particular, I'll, I this was a hard learned lesson. But when we had buyer's agents, as soon as they had enough money coming in to pay their bills for the next 30 to 60 days, you could give them the best gold-plated lead ever and they would not close it. And they'd think of a million reasons why that buyer or that seller didn't actually transact. Absolute fact. Not just on our team, but everybody we've ever coached to, all of our friends, our colleagues, everybody we know at eXp would corroborate that as soon as somebody on your team knows that they've got next month covered, they might even tell you the leads suck. And sort of the, I think... um, dishonest or I think unhealthy way of hacking that. And we've heard a lot of people uh, are proponents of getting into a shit ton of debt, buying a big house, buying a big car, buying, you know, multiple, this is and the other things. So you're always under the financial pressure of having to earn. And if you don't earn, you're going to lose what you have. Well, that is another way to keep yourself motivated, but you're not really going to move the ball forward. So a better way to do it, if you're hoping to have actual freedom that comes from being rich in your life is to scale in these systems like Julie and I have that we coach you guys to do in real estate treasure map where we coach you to do in premier coaching. We talk about it in Harris rules because ultimately 
And I think if you really get down to the essence of it, why did you get into real estate? What is it that your heart desires the most? It's freedom. It's freedom of not having to ever worry about money, not suggesting that you'll stop working, not because frankly, the work becomes, it's a completely different context when your money that you're earning isn't going to paying electric bills and whatnot, totally. where it's going to maybe de- making donations or saving money for a kid's college or helping out in some cause or hell, buying a boat, it doesn't matter. When you can get to that point where the money that you're making com- it goes to the things that you want to do versus have to do, the context of you work and your real purpose uh, with helping other people completely changes. And that only comes when you give yourself permission to be rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. And guys, open your mind to the possibilities that are only available during a changing market. And during a changing market, it's when a lot of people are trying to figure out what direction to go. Stop trying to figure out what direction to go. Start focusing, follow one course until successful. And the easiest way for you to do that is join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. And guys, join our community, join our family, join the group of people that are like-minded, that are seeing this as one of the greatest opportunities of our lifetimes to be of service to other people. And when you get really good at it, when you're helping a lot of people, obviously financially you're going to be rewarded. So please do consider becoming a member of Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. Part two is tomorrow. You guys have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.